Live from the old National Bank State Street Studio, across from the historic Chicago Theater, you are listening to Carmen and Yurko on the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. This is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago, a good Karma Brands radio station. Hope you're having a great Thursday. It's Carmen and York. Hang with us tomorrow in the South Side in Tinley Park at B-Dubs with Miller Lite. we got another football feast. We'll be there noon till 2.30. The B-Dubs in Tinley Park tomorrow to wrap the week. Talking Bears, Saints, and Week 9 in the NFL. And you can win Bears tickets. Today, we're in the old National Bank State Street studio. Watch us on Twitch. Twitch.tv or download the app. Watch us on the station's YouTube page. Always fun stuff going on there. Polly Cheesecake's going to give you his picks in a little bit. We'll get an update on the uh, I like that on the girlfriend situation too. If you've been following that drama, oh, that's uh, I mean that's a to do. Yeah, that's Pauly, something going on. Polly's been communicating with uh, someone who claims to be a female uh, online. Online, she's supposed to be flying from New York to Jersey to meet him, but or driving. So, yeah, it doesn't have to fly from to New fly. York. To I mean, Jersey. he's in West Jersey. He's outside of Philly, but still, yeah. it's about a, what an hour and a half. Eh, what is it? Two New- hours tops. tops. Depends where you're coming from. New York. New York. Take a train. You, you guess know? she'd be from the Ukrainian village in 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 New York. <laughs> they have a Ukrainian village in there. I think I'm they. Sure. Do. I'm sure they do. Uh, they got, we have uh, one here. They I got mean, like a a place over there, like called. Uh, they, don't they got like a little Russia or something like that? Probably New York's uh, uh, got everything. Astoria. Maybe. Astoria's got a big uh, Astoria. That's yeah. in Queens, right? Astoria. I think in it Queens. is. Yeah, yeah, I think they got a big Russian like. Take uh, me to Queens. You know what I'm saying? They got a big Russian. What's from called there? Population. Uh, population. That- Dysphoria. Dysphoria. Yeah, people to, from another country that go to a foreign country, mm. but they still, you know, they're part of that original country. Yeah. Mm. Like the Croatians have a tremendous dysphoria here. Mm. Canada, Australia, gotcha. Argentina. All right. So we'll get uh, Paulie's picks in a little bit. We got a lot this hour. The World Series ended kind of with a whimper last night, and I don't know what the ratings look like yet. I, I briefly touched on this yesterday. Paul Sullivan had written earlier in the week in the Trib. And this is something Black and Abdallah pointed out to us. I mean, going back to game one last Friday night, it was the lowest rated game one in World Series history, Yurko. Yes. Just 9.2, a little under 9.2 million viewers on Fox. Right. And it was a great game. Corey Seager tied it with a, a, a bomb in the ninth. Adolis Garcia walked it off. Right? Yeah. Now, Garcia gets hurt yes. in this series. Doesn't finish it. Max Scherzer, not really the same. Jacob deGrom, barely pitched all year. So some of the stars that the Rangers do have, and they still have some recognizable players like Seager, Simeon, a couple of guys. But some of their stars couldn't even finish. There really are no stars on Arizona. You know, just kind of a nondescript team that was below 500 in the second half but did enough to knock the Cubs out of the playoffs. And just got on a heater in October and made it all the way to uh, you know the end. Made it yeah. all the way to the World Series. Yep. Game two, which was a blowout late, but was close early, drew even fewer viewers than game one. Now that was a Saturday, so right. you might expect that. Yeah, you might expect college football, everything else. How about game three, Carl? Game three was the least watched World Series on record. On record, eight million viewers in America in the history of America. In comparison, the NCAA Women's National Basketball Championship game last year drew almost ten million. Ten million. That was Iowa against LSU. LSU. If I'm not mistaken, it was a good matchup. Even more memorable. I bet you, I remember that before I remember who the matchup in this World Series was. That could ten be months true. from now. Ten months from now, you can ask me, and I might have it. The memory of that one first. I don't expect that you watched Game Four a couple nights ago. But game four, 
game four, was that the one that finished uh, 11-7? Yes. Why wouldn't I have watched that one? All right, then I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. Game four. Yeah. Of the World Series. Of the World Series. I don't think, I don't think you would be able to name the person who started for the Arizona Diamondbacks if I gave you four oh of the eight letters in his last name. Give me the four letters. I'll tell you what, I'll give you five. Give me five. M-A-N-T-I. Manti Tail. No. Good guess, though. Mantelopoulos. If I gave you his first name and the and five of the eight letters in his last give name, me his first name. I don't think you would be able give, to give me, name the give player. Me his first name. His first name's Joe. His last name is M A N T I. Uh, Mantelito. Not Mantelito. Black Abdallah. Any guesses? I watched parts of it and I have no idea. Seriously, I, I watched the games, <laughs> but I have no idea. Carm. The game four starter of the world. Series. Series. Mantiply. Was Joe Mantiply. Banger. Mantiply. Joe Mantiply is a 32-year-old journeyman that's played parts of six seasons in the big leagues. And he has started a grand total of three big league games. Three. The player that came in for Joe Mantiply, who was used as the opener... The opener. The opener. In a World Series game. Game five. The guy who came in next was journeyman Miguel Castro. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know. I could play this game with you for like the next five pitchers they brought out of the bullpen. I'm going to be honest with you. I guarantee you, you've never heard of a single one of them. You can play this game with me forever. And at the end of the day, I'm going to say, I can't believe baseball's Uh, over. But I can't believe that. baseball's over. It's miserable. I guess I can't believe that, like, this is what it's come to. Yeah. That stuff like this can happen. And listen, when you add playoff teams out of greed, make no mistake, there's one word. Now, Michael Douglas uh, might tell you, not Michael Douglas, but, uh, you know. uh, The character. uh, The character, yeah. The character. Gordon Gecko will tell you. Wally Simkis. Gordon Gecko. Yeah. Well, that's not his character. We'll Art. tell you that greed is good, that greed drives the American capitalist engine, that it is behind every great achievement of mankind uh, throughout recorded history, that greed, that greed is good. Yes. Greed works. It does. Greed drives competitive, uh, competitive innovation. So maybe you think greed is good and that's okay. But make no mistake, there's only one word. That is needed to explain why the NFL, Major League Baseball, anybody else, and especially in baseball's case, would expand its playoffs. It's greed. And so when greed comes back to bite you, no good. and an 84-win Arizona team, really without one single recognizable player, and I'm sorry, I love baseball, so I know who Corbin Carroll is. I know, okay, Evan Longoria, maybe you recognize that name. I know Cattell Marte. Uh, I know Alec Thomas mostly because he's a local kid. There aren't recognizable names. So greed can come back to bite you, I guess. And it came back to bite baseball. And when you're starting Joe Mantiply in game four of a World Series, I say to baseball, good luck to you. Seven years ago tonight, 40 million people were watching the World Series. Not four, 
Do you want Major League Baseball to rig it? 40 so, million people. Do you want the fix to be in? That happened to be Cubs and Indians. Yes. Now, now the, the Guardians. Guardians. And it was two long droughts, and the Cubs are a very historic team, and the Cubs are going to pull in eyes no matter what. But what we're seeing here now is a problem for Major League Baseball. It pains me because I like it, and baseball's kind of a punching bag. Well, you're a coach, too. You're a manager. <laughs> Little League? Uh, Fantasy well, League. Yeah, no, you're still a manager, though. I still coach baseball, right. yes. I mean, yeah. there's still a love of the I game. Get... Your child plays. Yes. You've got the fever. I love baseball. Yeah. You're the one. And I have to suffer jokes like that, and yep. I just have to take it. Yeah. But I don't know how to help baseball when Joe Mantiply is going an inning and a third in Game 4 of a World Series. I, I, I don't know what to tell hey, you. It is what it is. Once all these brainiacs took over, what they've told you is that I can get away with doing this one day if I have to. I guess. I can pitch five guys one inning, and it's fine. Especially if it's the culminating game. Well, it's only Game 4 at that point. It was Game 4. But they're up two games to one, so it, they didn't mind. Right. All right, we'll settle our pitchers down. We'll get them a deep breath. And then we'll continue on game five if we don't win game four. And that game was against the football game, wasn't it? Yeah. Or no, that was game three, I guess. Game three. Game two was t- uh, game four was Tuesday yeah. night. I'm sorry. So uh, when, you wa- you know, when, you, when you look at the World Series ratings and you look at the matchup and, you know, in baseball, I don't know what they're saying sitting around their league office today. What could they be saying? This is the lowest rated World Series ever. Uh, I, I would have to imagine somebody saying the same thing that like a fan's going to say, it. and 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 when pressed into like, wait, why is nobody care? Why are our ratings so low? When you're trotting out Joe Mantiply to start a World Series game, yeah, I, I, I you know I don't know what to tell you. Corey Seager is now a two-time World Series champion. Your congratulations to him. He is a two-time World Series MVP. He was yep. the 2020 NLCS MVP. Yeah, you think he's any good? Uh, pretty good. Seager was the 18th pick of the 2012 draft. He, he was so good. The Dodgers said goodbye. See, yeah, I know. Yeah. See, well, that's how good they are. Yeah, Seager was the 18th pick of the 2012 draft. Uh, who did the Sox draft five spots ahead of Corey Seager, Yurko? Uh, um, I'll what, play a similar game. Draft? I'll give you every letter in his name, and you might hold, not be hold able to. Hold on. 2012. Oh, God, that's such a long time ago. I was going to say Madrigal, but no. He was five spots ahead of Corey Seager. Um, I'll start spelling his name. You stop me when you get it. Right. C-O-U-R-T. Cortland. T-N. Finnegan. E- Y, space, Courtney, H, A, Hamburger, W, Hawthorne, K, Hawks, I, Hawking, N, S, Hawkins. You don't remember Courtney Hawkins? No. Do you want to know why? Why? Courtney Hawkins never played a single game in the big leagues. No. Corey Seager was taking five spots Can I tell you this? Courtney Hawkins was a wide receiver for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think you're right about that. So there you go. Yeah. That I can give you, a Courtney Hawkins. Black Abdallah, you guys remember day. Courtney Hawkins, who played zero games in the big leagues? How about when Drafted you put five it up? spots ahead of Corey? <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. How about if you put them all up and they were there? I wouldn't even get Courtney Hawkins. Boy, you go back and you look at the White Sox drafts over the last twenty years. Yeah, miserable. Sweet Jesus, who's in charge? Kenny. Holy cow. Kenny Williams. Mike is in Flagstaff. What's up, Mike? Hey, um, I got a bone to pick with you guys. Yeah, Mike. Um, what do you want? We're all well. I'm originally from Chicago, but I moved out here in '94. What part of Chicago, so, Mike? What part of Chicago? Uh, Elgin. Oh, it's glorious over there, West Side. Yeah, yeah. West well, Suburb. so until the Cubs won, and I'm a Cub fan, 
and I am a Bear fan. Uh, until the Cubs won the World Series in 2016, the coolest thing I ever saw in baseball was that goofy little flare by Luis Gonzalez in 01. So now we fast forward, and everybody's complaining about these guys being in the World Series. No, 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 no. We're no, pretty Mike. happy. We're, we're pretty, well, no. Mike, Wait that team had Randy Johnson. That team had Kurt Schilling. The no, no, I know. I'm aware, I'm aware of that, but because we're not, because we're way out on the West Coast or you know the Southwest, but I, I nobody love... knows any of these guys. There is, they're a more likable team than the '01 team was. Oh, they're right. well managed. Okay. Oh, see, this okay. team is more likable. And, right. and this was, I was telling either I don't know if it was Black or Abdallah. It was Abdallah. What do you guys want to do? Go back to pre '69? No. No. No, we don't want just okay. two teams playing. No. No. Of okay, course good. not. Of the course four, not. The four, the four playoff format I always thought was great. Straight to the ALCS. I thought that was this, fantastic. Mikey, thanks. LCS. This is going to happen every once in a while. It oh, just is. Yeah. When you invite more teams, you're going to have instances like this crop up more Where often. Atlanta spits the bit. Right. And maybe Houston spits the bit on the other side. Either way, they both spit the bit. They didn't make it. That's it. Flagstaff, home to Northern Arizona University. That is correct. The uh, top three teams all lost in the first yeah. round, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. This is going to happen from time to time, especially in baseball, because it's goofy. Yes. Here, here's my solution. The solution is this. Baseball celebrates the wrong thing. There should be a celebration for the team with the best record out of 162. That's an accomplishment. Like these, Being the best com- team, there, there should be some form of a celebration, a championship. Good luck something convincing American sports fans of that. No, course. I know. Like, keep the playoffs. The playoffs are great as well. But, like, the hardest thing to do is to have the best record for the entire season. In baseball, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now, like in the EPL, they don't do, I don't know, you guys know better than I, they don't do playoffs in no, the EPL, they don't. right? It's, no, it's a trophy at, at the end of the season. trophy yeah. at the end of the year, right? Yep. The game with the most points. Good luck yep. convincing American fans 38, listen, 38 games, home and away against the other 19 teams in the that's EPL. It. That's, that's it. it. Bottom three get uh, relegated, three come up from the uh, lower division. We'll play McKnight at the movies coming up. Todd Furman in Vegas at 135. We'll be right back. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. McKnight at the Movies. Connor McKnight recreates classic cinema on Carmen and Yurko. Only on ESPN Chicago. Like well, Adala said, today's is tricky. Last week's was a good one. It, um... Took me way too long to Ten get it. What was last week's? I wasn't. What here. was last week's, guys? I'm blanking on it now. I got it at the last minute, and I was like, "Oh, shame on me." I was. It was, it was, uh, oh, it was training it was, day. Yeah, there you go. Training yeah, day. Yeah, I was playing Cascada. I know. So you I, I would. I don't remember that. I know. Humble yeah. brag. Yeah, oh, I don't mind. Humble. I looked at the top 15 courses in the country in the United States. I played three of them. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Smell me later. A top 15 course? No, no, no. It wasn't. But I looked at the list today. Oh. I played Chicago Golf Club. Smell <laughs> me later. In addition Pebble. to his humble brag, he just wants to brag now. Pebble Beach. Pebble Beach. And um, I played uh, Pinehurst number two. Wow. Three of the top you. 15. I think the highest ranked course I've been You're fortunate enough to play, Yurko, You're welcome. is Shore Acres. Yeah. Is Aaron Hills higher than Shore Acres right now? I don't or know. Shore Acres higher? I, don't know. I played Aaron Hills. But your favorite golf course was on there. Shinnecock. I've never played Shinnecock. 
sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I would I like to play Shinnecock, actually. Oh, I'm not that'd, surprised, that'd Carm. Be, that'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Funny guy. Would, would you not like to play Shinnecock? I would, I would, of course. And I think uh, Cypress Point was the, uh, not Cypress Hill. No, no, Your no. favorite band of I all time. I love Cypress Hill. Yeah. Cypress Point. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. Insane in the membrane. Yeah, I like it. Insane though. in the memory. All right, let's get the. You let us go off track. You're the host of this darn thing. Keep us on track. All right. I want to go on the record. I think Carmen's going to get this one. Okay. Really? I think right. Adal's doubting the record. I want to go on record and say that I don't think you'll get it until a, a bit on our actors. Yeah, yeah. Our actors. I didn't get it to the very end last I week. Never Shame on me. I never get it until we get to the actors. actors. I love training day. All right, first correct caller right, wins. As always, challenge. we'll play with you. Winner gets, opens. winner gets a prize pack, 312-332-3776. When you think you know it, here's part one. Our scene opens with a call to the table. Two youths hop up and head in for a meal. Dad is at the head of the table. Small talk ensues. He's peppering the young man with questions about his future, like dads do. These two kids are the mains of the movie. They're annoyed by one another. They're annoying one another. But it's tough to deny the chemistry they've got, enough to make you wonder. The dad turns his sights to his daughter. He's got questions about grades, but deftly, with with the practiced naivete, she turns the tables. Don't know. I have no idea. Two once sons and a daughter. Yeah, once they introduced the daughter, he, he threw me a Me too, because I had a guest, and yeah. then the daughter came in. All right, here we go. I I'm see done. it in Twitch, by the way. I am Twitchers, wow. Twitchers have it. The Twitchers are all over it? That's good. It's a tough one. All right, here we go. Part two. A bit on our actors. She's one of those where'd she go actors at the top of the list in the 90s, derailed by Batman, I think. He is in the, his feature film debut and at the very start of a huge career. The dad is a that guy. Tons of credits. Usually a tough guy. Not Dean Stockwell, but he looks like him. Also in the movie, but not in the scene, Vizzini, Penny Franks, a star gone too soon, Turk, and a road tripper. Turk? Robert Urich? Oh, my. Could it be? It is. Well, Robert Urich is, but he's not in that scene, but he's in the other scene. I, I have no clue, Carm. I don't have this. Hmm. I don't have it. Damn, maybe damn, we damn. got one more, right? One more. No? Here we go. Back to our scene. She's wrapped her argument and convinced her father of its merits. Lawyers' daughters can do that, I guess. A phone rings at the table and shuts down the grilling, but the back and forth between the kids rolls on. The movie is very much a satire of its time, revered by some, no doubt. It. Its one-word title is it. almost meta, given the layers of the movie. It's also a fair description of the local football team at this moment. I think that's it. Okay. I think I have it. Chris, does it start with a C? Oh, yeah. And right. Yurko said this word while you guys were trying to figure out the, the movie. I think I got Yurko it. Yurko said it, it took before. Me, took me a little while. It took me to the third clue again. He still doesn't know what it is. He no, said the title no, of the I movie. No, I showed me. Carmen yeah, showed, I showed me. him. I wrote it down. I showed him. I got it. All yeah. right. Let's go. Who's our winner? So I cheated. Where's our winner, boys? Bill? Valpo? Yep. Bill? Billy. Name Billy. the movie? Billy. Billy. Billy Boy. Billy. Billy. Say it. Clueless. Clueless. Nicely done. Hold on, Billy. We'll get you a prize pack. There were two sons? It took me a while. I got it uh, at the end. Where, where are the two sons at? No, it was, a, it was a son and a daughter. It was a son and a daughter. I misunderstood the beginning, too. Yeah. I misheard it, but it's a son and a daughter. It's Paul Rudd. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Alicia. And he's you. right. Where, whatever happened to Alicia Silverstone? What did happen? Uh, she was just in something. Was she? I think yeah, so. She yeah. was. Yeah, yeah, she was just in something. I don't know. I feel like I she kind of uh, just disappeared. I think an Amazon Prime show. Is that she right? She was on? Okay. That sounds right. Like Dead 
something. Oh, she was just in, she's a reptile. Yeah, but she was in something like last she? year. Oh, she is in reptile. She is. You just is. mentioned watching that, she's didn't you? The, she's the wife. She is. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know I don't even think I realized that? She is. I think I kept watching it, looking at her, going, who is she? Why am I so oddly attracted to her? And who is she? <laughs> and it was a, that's totally it. I don't even realize it until you just said that, Abdallah. She's in Reptile. She plays Benicio Del Toro's wife in Reptile. Oh, my God. Yeah, I did watch that. It was, it we, was uh, uh, good. Can it, we get the reveal? Benicio's great. Yes, here's the reel. Sorry, Eric. Here we go. Come on, you chuckleheads. Get in here. Josh, are you still growing? You look taller than you did at Easter. No, I think so. Doesn't he look bigger? His head does. So, Josh, have you given any thought to a little discussion about corporate law? Yeah, you know, but I think I'd really like to check out environmental law. What for? You want to have a miserable, frustrating life? Oh, Josh will have that no matter what he does. At least he knows what he wants to do. And he's in a good college. I'd like to see you have a little bit of direction. I have direction. Yeah, towards the mall. Which reminds me, where's your report card? It's not ready yet. What do you mean, it's not ready yet? Well, some teachers were trying to lowball me, Daddy. And I know how you say never accept a first offer, so I figure these grades are just a jumping off point to start negotiations. Very good. Yeah. Hello? Yeah, Jake, what? No, not the afternoon. You're such a brown noser. Oh, and you were such a superficial I told you I wanted it in the morning. What makes you think you can get teachers to change your grade? Doesn't he understand? Only the fact that I've done it every other semester. In the morning. Good movie from the 90s. Paul Rudd was not, I mean, at the time, like, who knew Paul Rudd, right? Brittany Murphy was in that movie. Uh, Brittany yes, Murphy's yeah. a friend. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Erko, good call. That's Dan Hedaya. That was the dad. He's a, like one of those guys, like yep. Connor said. Yep. Did Connor specifically pick that to tie it into the Clueless Bears? That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Good job, Connor. There's yeah. always a little bit of a tie-in. Not that bad. It. Yeah, very yeah, good. Good effort there. Very today. good. You want to talk to Pauly? Uh, yeah, cheesecake. Right. Put him on. Pauly cheesecake. Time for my picks. Like how he now, tells us when it's time. Before we get into the picks. Yeah. He was you one know, and two you know, last you know, week. Oh, we won one, one and two, one last, and two week. last week. He is 13 and 11 on the season. Not bad, Paulie. Oh, you're charged back to 500, Paulie. Yeah. You know, you know, Tuesday's my anniversary. Anniversary of, of what? what? When we prank called you or? No, my, yeah, next, next Thursday. It's next Thursday, so you got to find the tape. We'll find it. What's Tuesday's yeah. anniversary so, then? 13 years for my my cheesecake. Oh, wow. 13 oh, great for years. For the business. For, for the, the business, business anniversary. Yeah. yeah. And then we did that. That led to the famous crank call. Of That's Paulie. right. 100%. Yeah. Paulie, uh, yeah. what is the latest, before we get into your picks, uh, I think the um, listeners want to know. They're a little bit more interested has, in. Has there been a date yet? Yeah, has there been like a meeting not yet? Not yet. Not yet. It's in a couple of weeks, like I said. A couple How much of weeks. money have like, you sent her? I haven't given her a, one one penny. Okay, I feel like you've been saying now though you're going to meet for a, like in a couple of weeks for a couple of weeks already. I'm I'm a little concerned. No, 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 no. Is she, it's, 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 she, I'm listening. Is she real? It, it, yes, no. yes, yes, yes. Listen, her name is Malata Moore. Malata Moore. We're going to do. Can we? You mind if we investigate a little just to see? I, I don't want some don't guy mind. to show up. No, at, no, no, no. You can look her up. You can look her up. I don't mind. Okay. And and uh, I mean I saw risky business. You know what I'm saying? And any, I, I understand. It, and by hello, the way, Joel. <laughs> you know, she, about, hello, Paulie. Is she asking yeah, for it, anything at this point? Paulie? No, no, no. She's not. N- nothing. Nothing. Okay. Nothing. And if you, by the way, who, who's worse, Chris Getz or Getzy? Well, I don't know if we know enough about uh, Chris Getz yet. But don't change no, the no, subject. No, 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 no. From change the White the Sox. 
Jets or Jets? Who's don't worse? Ch- I don't know. Don't, don't, <laughs> don't change the subject. Have you seen a picture of Mulata? Yes, I have. Yes. Uh, not oh, yeah, not yeah. a picture, excuse me. Uh, have you see, Have you had like a live conversation like where you're on uh, video chat with her? Yes. You have. Okay. And it's a real yes. woman? Yes. How would you describe her? Uh, built like a you-know-what house. Oh, you like that type? Do you like yeah. that type? Good for you. Do you like that type? Yes. Paulie, how do you spell her first name? M-I-L-A-D-A. Oh, and and more. And the last name is Moore, like Roger Moore. Yeah. yeah. You know. Like Roger so. Moore? Okay. No, she's, I mean, they're, they're, she's coming out like to see you, right? I would spell. She's coming out to see you? Yes. Okay. okay. She could be a lot of woman for you. You don't know. You know. I, you got to be careful, Paulie. Paulie doesn't. Mind I was that. married. Listen, I, I was married to a woman who was built like Queen Latifah, so I don't want to hear oh, it. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. Paulie's first wife. So, so, You've got a yeah. type. You've yeah. got a type. Paulie's got okay. a type. Yeah. Paulie's got a type. Yeah. All right. Thank All right. You. I just please, Paulie. Uh, you know, be careful. Be careful. Don't send. Don't don't for, uh, send this this guy. I mean this this girl. Anything. I'm not. I'm not. Don't don't. I'm making a chocolate butterscotch for my anniversary for my coworkers. Oh, that's nice. That's nice of you. And real quick, real quick, I, and, and for today, I got a, a special salad you love. It's a, called a Bafana. It's a pork cutlet in garlic and wine sauce. That sounds delicious. Uh, yeah. Um, hold on. I'm, I'm getting some information about Malata here. There has been some uh, investigations. Oh, boy. Pauly. Really? This is Carm. Pauly. Carm. Pauly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Pauly. I mean. Pauly's Pauly. Pauly just said thank you. That's it. Thank you. All right, just all right, I tread lightly. Okay, Paul, um, be careful, man. Be careful. Don't That's send her any money. Don't send any money. Don't send any money. All right, just promise us, don't send her any money. All right, what are Paulie's picks? Paulie's thirteen and eleven against the spread on the year. What are Paulie's picks for a week nine in the NFL? Well, you know I'm not taking Taylor Swift's team. You know that you're not uh, taking Kansas the Chiefs. Uh, you're going to let what? You're going to take uh, one and a half. Dolphins. Dolphins are actually. I'm taking a dog. Miami. I'm, I'm always, right. I always take Miami. You always do Miami plus one and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings lost their quarterback. I'll take the Falcons. Okay, Falcons. You're going to lay four and a half with the Falcons. Okay. Still yeah. good defense then, up there in Minnesota. Still good defense. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh give me New Orleans. Oh, Saints minus eight oh, and a half? Anything against the Bears. Okay. Polly, you always hated the Bears. All right. Pauly. No, 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 no. No, that's not true. Not true. Hey, one I'm last just... thing. Don't send yeah. any, like, compromising pictures of yourself to her. Yet, yeah, okay? Polly. I, I... No pictures no, of little Polly. Don't, don't take a picture of your no junk and send it to her. Polly. No, no, yeah. Polly. I'm not. I'm not. Right. No, no. Nothing of you just with a cheesecake covering yeah, you. No, no Polly wants that. a cracker. Like, and, then, that. And, 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 and Carmen, just like you, you know, when I showed you, sent you the picture last week, just of me with the, the, the natural hair. The Nothing. Nat- okay. oh, oh, good, good. All right. Well, if she asks for, like, a picture of your Johnson, don't send it. All no, right? no, just, no, 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 right. no, 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 no. I'm not that right. stupid. You keep no little Willie uh, be, uh, at home, Be right? careful. We'll get an update on Malata and everything else again next week. Um, and good luck with your picks this weekend, okay? Sounds good. Okay, All right, guys. Buddy. Thank All you. right. There's Pauly Cheesecake. I mean, Adam found this this, this I person. I found it first. Oh, you found it first? Him, yeah. On Instagram? I did an investigation. You some, know? Something seems fishy. I don't know. No, it, you think? Uh, no pun intended. Catfish, and I mean, come on! Boy, it, it, it I, seems, tell you. I just wanted to be careful. Don't send anything. No pictures. Yeah. Todd Furman live in Vegas. Best plays next. Milk. 
Working from home? We're back in the office. Don't miss a minute of Carmen and Yurko. Just ask your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. All right, every Thursday at this time, we have the pleasure of talking to one of the best handicappers in the business. You get great breakdown and great insights from Todd Furman and Payne Insider on their Bet the Board podcast, wherever you get your pods. Follow Todd on Twitter. He is at Todd Furman, and he joins Carmen and Yurko now and every Thursday on the Car X Tire and Auto Guest Hotline. How goes it, my friend? Everything is good, gentlemen. Uh, trying to grind away, which has been a long, tumultuous NFL season on this side, and it probably still feels a little bit more seamless than what the Bears have had to go through. Uh, yeah, it's been another tumultuous week for our beloved Bears, and I'm wondering if the combination of that and you know the Saints looking good uh, with a bunch of explosive plays in Indy last week to uh, get a win on the road, if it's a little combination that's uh, driven this line out to about, mm, I'm looking right now, Saints minus Eight and a half. The Saints seem to be taking uh, money this week. Is that public? Is that pro? Is it both? And uh, is that the side to be on if you want to get involved with Bears and Saints in week nine? A little bit of an appetite from professional betters to lay the points with the Saints. This kind of started in no man's land, north of a touchdown in that seven and a half range. And you've seen the books take a more proactive position, drifting it out to eight and a half, nine. You look at the Saints on a neutral field against the Chargers, and that game is real close to a pick 'em uh, from a pure power standpoint. Both those teams have different strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. And clearly, last week, unfortunately for the Bears, the Chargers weren't pushed. I mean, they built that comfortable lead in the first half and were able to take their foot off the accelerator. Uh, Tyson Badgen again has to go in a hostile territory against a much more aggressive secondary. That could make it a little bit more challenging for Bears receivers to find space. Uh, but the one weakness of this Saints defense, despite you know some of the reputation, you can run the football against them. So if the Bears are able to do a little bit of that more effectively, I think it creates a path for this game to come in comfortably under the total, uh, where it sits in the low 40s. Bears defense trending in the right direction. But for the most part, you know, when I look at this game, I can see if people want to tie the Saints into a six-point teaser, getting them below a field goal. Mm. Uh, but nothing that I'm running to the window to bet here, either side or total. I'm looking to make money tonight uh, with the mid-90s, uh, 1990s level over-under at 36-and-a-half. <laughs> Pittsburgh giving up three, a backup quarterback. I mean, it's uh, for the Titans. I, I, yeah, and Pickett's going to play, I think, but Will Levis is definitely going to play for the Titans. Yeah, it's just it's difficult to even try to find anything in this one can you give me some advice i wish i had some for you york this is no doubt an ugly thursday night football game by all sense of the word when you look at this game there's been a little bit of a battle uh there was some money that came in on the titans that took the number down to two and a half we're now sitting kind of at a firm three across the board Uh, i actually think there's a little bit of opportunity to go over the total here and i know it's ugly with these two offenses that can be a little bit challenged but you look at Tennessee's defense, they can generate pressure, they can stop the run, but they're vulnerable to the pass. Now, is Matt Canada smart enough to go out there with an aerial assault with Kenny Pickett banged up to try and take advantage of Deontay Johnson and George Pickens? That remains to be seen. On the other side for the Steelers, things are going to look a little different. No Minka Fitzpatrick in this spot. Cam Hayward, though, uh, got in a full practice yesterday. It's going to help solidify that ground game of some. And when you look at Will Levis, I know the counting stats are tremendous. Four touchdown passes in his debut puts him in rarefied air with Marcus Mariota and Fran Tarkington. But you look at his down-to-down efficiency, he is still going to be an inaccurate passer. It's not exactly friendly surroundings playing on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers on a short week. And you wonder what the Steelers will be able to do to make adjustments for what they saw on tape. I'd lean ever so slightly from a contrarian standpoint to go over the 
the total being this low at 37. Uh, but again, a game that I don't feel comfortable making a case for the favorite or the underdog, knowing that the Titans have been such a different team at home than what we've seen on the road all season. Yeah, 0-3 on the road. Uh, hold your nose for this one and just wait for next Thursday, Todd, when it's Bears and Panthers oh, yeah. in prime time, my friend. Uh, <laughs> you know what? The, the $100 million question, the handicap there is what can the Bears do to go out there and try and screw things up for their oh, draft God. capital? I mean, do they just want to go out there and tie? Do they kick it around like the third game in a World Cup group stage going, you know what, the best thing for us both is to tie so we can help our draft position? Uh, I'm not sure if it's a zero-sum game by the very definition uh, for what we'll see next Thursday night. That's the handicap for next week. Let's talk about one of the marquee games, not just of this week, but of the entire season. It is Dolphins and Chiefs. It's great that it's in Germany. It's a standalone game. I very much enjoy watching the Dolphins. I totally dig Mike McDaniel. Uh, I'm going to practice some brevity here because I'd love to spend some time and deep dive You know the, the opposition when you look at the, the defenses, um, that Miami has faced, I think we can really start to not even nitpick. I think you can pick apart a lot of key things that tell you eh, they haven't really played anybody on defense. The few times they have kind of gone up in class, they haven't won those football games. Uh, their schedule is about to get real tough, and it starts this week. They're catching one and a half. What's the best angle to attacking Dolphins and Chiefs? It's definitely a step up in class for Miami, but at the same time, you look at the opposing offenses that the Chiefs have faced in recent weeks, and we can go back to the start of October. Jets, Vikings, Broncos twice, and I know the Chargers you know, get a lot of people excited, but they're very limited in weapons and don't have the explosive playmakers that Miami has at their disposal in this spot. Plus, the Chiefs a little bit banged up at the linebacker position. We know Nick Bolton with the wrist injury. Willie Gay had a bruised tailbone. I expect him to be out there playing, but his effectiveness remains to be seen. Meanwhile, on the other side, I think we're going to start to get a glimpse of what this Vic Fangio defense will look like for the Miami Dolphins. Mm -hmm. Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, uh, and uh, Javon Holland should all be out there together, which is going to give them a couple of chess pieces to take full advantage of. The injuries you're going to want to pay attention to, though, are along the Dolphins' offensive line. If they can get Connor Williams out there and Teron Armstead, it makes this team that much more dynamic in their ability to run the football, which I think is how Mike McDaniel wants to go about things here rather than trying to focus on hitting the explosives. The Chiefs' offense leaves a little bit to be desired beyond Travis Kelsey right now and the way they've operated. I know it's scary, guys, but when you look at the way things have played out, we haven't seen that many uh, international games with a total this high, but the ones we have in the 50s, the previous three have all come in by an average of 11.5 points per contest. I know history isn't always an indication of future success, but this is a big number, two very capable defenses, and I think both sides may have a path to run the football effectively. So I like the game under the total a little bit at 51. Okay, we're talking to Todd Furman. Follow him on Twitter, at Todd Furman, the Bet the Board podcast. You can follow the pod as well. It's Carmen and Yurko on ESPN 1000. Mr. Abdallah on the other side of the glass is very interested in his Crimson Tide this weekend. Bama at home against LSU in what is going to be a pretty meaningful game for the SEC West title. Bama with that win uh, overall miss. If they get a win here, we'll have the inside track. Uh, what do we like for LSU Bama? And I guess a lot of it comes down to can Alabama finally slow down uh, Jaden Daniels, who has been fantastic uh, the last four weeks. And I think Mr. Abdallah will not be thrilled with my handicap on this game here where I really believe it's LSU or pass. Now, with the number down to a field goal, it's taken some of the value and wiggle room that you have uh, making a case for LSU. Knowing that the Tigers will go into this game with a much more dynamic offense, and Jane Daniels a chance to make himself, in my opinion, the Heisman frontrunner with a good performance with all eyes in the college football world watching Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas match up nightmares. And they've clearly identified their lead back in Logan Diggs. 
The problem for LSU is how devoid they are of talent in their defensive backfield. Deuce Chestnut and Denver Harris going to miss the game for disciplinary reasons. Who knows if they actually return to the team. Zai Alexander, their top member of the secondary, out for the season with injury. No Makai Wingo, which hurts the ground game. But you do have a couple of difference makers in Mason Smith and Harold Perkins. They're going to have to show up. And I think LSU needs to go about their business with that boomer bust mentality. If you give up the big play to Jalen Milrow, so be it. But try and generate pressure. This tied offensive line has been a nightmare. Milrow holds onto the ball as long as any quarterback in the country. And the one common denominator we've seen for teams that can beat Alabama and Tuscaloosa, you usually do it with a dual-threat Heisman-caliber quarterback. Daniels, for me, fits the bill there. Uh, And I think LSU finds a wrinkle or two offensively that the tie just can't match. Lean LSU plus the three. Problem for me, guys, is I made the game very close at 2.7, so I need this to drift out to three and a half, four to make a value bet on LSU. All right, great stuff there. And, uh, man, you wonder if uh, they didn't get tripped up in that Ole Miss game, how much more impactful this one would be for LSU. All right, finally, what do we like for best plays? You know, we've been on a little bit of a cold spell, 0-3 last week, 2-4. We love transparency around these parts, so I'll own the wins and own the losses. One game under 500 this year uh, with the picks. Uh, We'll do two in college and one in the NFL We'll start in the SEC early at 11 o'clock Central and make a case for Arkansas plus the points against Florida. You look at the Razorbacks, a change in offensive coordinator, cutting ties with Dan Enos. They've talked about playing with a little bit more pace, simplifying the playbook. Perfect spot for Florida, let down after the disappointing effort against Georgia last week. And I think K.J. Jefferson will be the difference. So I like Arkansas plus the points. Uh, We'll bookend the day of college football out west with Boise State plus the points against Fresno. Boise, I know, leaves a little bit to be desired defensively, especially against the pass, but this is a group that's trending in the right direction. I know there's a chance they'll be without Ashton Genty, their top running back, but they did get George Halani back, which will help, and I think they can make Mikey Keene and Fresno one-dimensional. And then for Sunday, we'll go to Sunday Night Football. Um, We'll go with a first-half total. We haven't done a lot of that this year. Uh, I'm going to go over the number at 24. Shop around if there's a 23-and-a-half. There's definitely a huge edge to be found there, but I think both of these offenses have passed to success, and when you look at the Bengals, they started fast a couple weeks ago against the Seahawks. They were dynamic getting the ball downfield last week against San Francisco. And Buffalo showed some pace and tempo early against Tampa. Yeah. I think both these teams will push one another, uh, look for some offensive-minded ball, something we haven't seen a whole heck of a lot of in primetime games so far this season. Excellent call. And Buffalo's had a little extra time to prepare after playing Thursday Night Football a week ago tonight. Good stuff, Todd. As always, have a great weekend. We'll catch up next Friday. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Best of luck with your picks this weekend. See you, buddy. There's Todd Furman. Uh, make sure you listen to the Bet the Board podcast. Follow Todd on Twitter, at Todd Furman. It's Carmen and York. We'll be right back. This is Carmen. Zoning out on that Zoom meeting? Zoom, 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 Zoom. Find out what Carmen and Yurko were talking about. Tell your smart speaker to play ESPN 1000. Seven years ago uh, tonight. I guess technically tomorrow, a game ended after midnight on the East Coast. Yeah, Cubs, probably. Cubs beat Cleveland. It was a nice night, 70 degrees. Beautiful. Cooled off when that storm came through a little, remember? A little bit, a little bit but still warm enough to wear a t-shirt. I mean, game six and seven, it was in yeah. the 70s, wasn't it? Yeah. Fabulous. Game two, we drove home in the rain. We did. It was a pretty bad rainstorm, too. Remember who the stud in the mound was that day? I think his initials were J.A. They were. Jake Arrieta. It's not like Joe Mantiply, you know. No, I mean, Jake no, Arrieta Jake was Arrieta. <laughs> Even with his green corduroy pants, didn't make well, a difference. 
like it. Joe Mann used to say, if you feel yeah. hot in it, wear it, I guess. Wear man. it, man. You feel hot, wear it. You're going to celebrate? Seven years ago. I'm going to celebrate tonight at a nice little fundraiser I'm going to, Carm. I don't know if <laughs> you've uh, know anything about it. Tonight. Yeah. yeah, baby. I don't know if you know anything about it, but that's where I'm going to be, up at Binnie's in Lincoln Park. Tonight's the ninth annual Bourbon and Bacon. Believe it, nine years. So we started in 2015. 2016. Yeah. The event happened the week after the Cubs won the World Series. Yes, and uh, earlier in that season, I can't remember if he was in studio or if he was at an event with Waddle and Sully. I feel like he was in studio. David Ross was here. And uh, a lot of times when athletes come in, I'll get them to sign something to save for the auction. Sure, absolutely. And the auction's live now. And, you know, there's some great stuff in the auction. Great the stuff way. happening tonight. And so I like Barkley, you know, I'd, be, I'd ask Charles once. Uh, Chuck. And, uh, he, absolutely, yes. Yeah, um, Chuck's good about that. Erlacher once signed a ball for me, sure. a football. Sure, he did. Uh, absolutely. For the, for the event. Did you, get some, um, did you get some stuff from Briggs? I think Lance did sign something one year. I think Lance signed a jersey no, one year I'm talking about this year. No, I didn't. I probably should have. I know. I take it for granted. We see Lance like every day. Every day. I know. Uh, when he's not in Arizona, we see him every day. Yeah. Well, he's usually here on Mondays. But anyway, David Ross happened to be here. Yeah. And I had had, I'd asked David to sign up a ball, an official league yeah. ball with a case and so that we could sell it for the auction. And I figured, yeah. you know, auction David it off. Get 150 bucks. You don't right? sell for it. You auction it off. Yeah, auction yeah. off. 150 bucks, whatever. Yeah. David Ross hits a home run. Sure he did. You know, the Cubs yeah. win the World Series they a week it. later. And no disrespect to David meant whatsoever. My guess is that David Ross autograph baseball is probably worth. Well, you look it up. Seventy five bucks. Look it up. You know what it went for? It went for like five hundred and fifty dollars. You know, people are charitable and that's great. But right. they, yeah. it was so fresh in everybody's mind. And David Ross was so fresh in everybody's mind. You know, sure. And it went for over five hundred dollars. Crazy. <laughs> Crazy how it works sometimes. Right. I love it. Too bad they haven't won. The, too bad they didn't win this year. Uh, autograph worth. Let's see. Well, we they need were Tom there. Morgan. They were there. Um, yeah, you know. What does it say? Uh, if I was going to buy one, uh, thirty-five dollars. Well, that's it. I mean, that's it. You got it for five hundred. Got like five fifty. So you get the great group of people. Awesome. A couple, three, four guys bidding on it, or three, four individuals bidding on it. Awesome. And the next thing you know, you got good, good things. Yeah. Oh, here's one where he signs Grandpa Rossi, and that's worth more. If you get a that Grandpa one's up Rossi. to like two twenty, that takes because a, that's different. A lot of effort. Yeah, Grandpa Rossi's. That's cool. David Ross. Yeah, you know. But yeah, tonight'll be fun, and uh, maybe we'll put the football game on in the background. Although I don't know that we're going to be missing much by not seeing. We can watch that the game? condensed version in the morning of Steelers and Titans. These next couple of Thursday night games. Oof. Marks in Lincoln Park. What's up, Mark? Oh, hey guys. How- Good, man. How are you? Uh, circling back to about an, a discussion about an hour ago uh, about the college uh, realignment and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. You guys are really starting to hit on what Brian Kelly was saying, which is, hey, football, college football needs a czar or a commissioner. And if you really put your head around it, if they pull out the big schools of NCAA and just say Pac San, they can create conferences regionally, just like NFL does, where you conference and division stuff out and you can relegate still teams out of that into a lower division, if you will. The big problem for the schools are how do we get the money back into the programs to pay for all the other, you know, volleyball, lacrosse, baseball, and whatnot. But Brian Kelly's got an idea there that I think that's probably going to be the future, you know, a few years down the road. Hmm. Thoughts? 
where, where it's like a region where it's almost set up like conferences in a professional sport, right? The teams out west are sort of like the NFL. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. with with the transfer portal and yeah. the NIL, you now have realistically an NFL feeder with a real powerhouse college uh, program, hmm. which you know the, the schools are getting more powerful than NCAA. It's just if the right. presidents will allow it. That's interesting, Mark. And I wonder what's the breaking point or what's the like. What's the turning point for somewhere down the line, the presidents to get on board with that and say, we are breaking away. We will legislate and govern ourselves. We will have a commissioner. Uh, You know, if you told me in 10 years, that's what it would look like. I I don't think I'd bet against that, Yerk. Right. I don't think I would. If you said in 2033, the big powerhouses won't play in the NCAA and it'll be a football. It'll be it'll be different. Yeah, it'll be be different. We've seen a lot against that. We've seen a lot of change yeah. in the course of time. I think that uh, there's a revolution in college football coming at you. How many teams are in the Big Ten next year? 18? Is that right, so. Eric? Yeah. You, you mentioned it before about, like, Notre Dame eventually is going to have to join one of these, whether they like point. it or not. I mean, with, Ace, they're with the ACC, but not the football program. Right, not the football program, right. It feels like Big Ten, doesn't it? Doesn't it feel like it does feel like Big Ten? Notre yeah. Dame will hook up and join well, I mean, in. Michigan, and if you take it just geographically, Michigan, Michigan State, Purdue, Indiana, um, Ohio State, you know, just Penn uh, State. they're surrounded. Wisconsin, You're surrounded by it. Illinois, You're completely surrounded. You're by surrounded by it. Yeah, so I would think it's only a, a matter of time. They've wanted to hold on to that independent status for a I while, but they're and for a while their contract with T, with, with NBC was so unique. Yeah. But now it's such a different era. I mean. Yeah. They were doing things. Twenty five million a year is not twenty five million a year anymore. You know, that's like, what it started out as. Oh, we're going to give you twenty five million. They're like, woohoo! Yeah, twenty five million now for sports rights is, is peanuts. It's just so different now. So you, you got to imagine at at some point they're going to be out. Uh, they won't be out on their own. Uh, when Waddle and Sylvia are done today, and we're going to cross talk with the guys in just a few minutes. Um, you're going to have Bears Weekly. Six to seven. It's almost every Thursday you get Bears Weekly. Black and Abdallah, seven to eight tonight. Waddle will be happy to know that for, Gio declared that the Reds will win the World Series next year, uh, now that the, oh the 2023 God. World Series is I over. I did not know that. He's obsessed with Ellie De La Cruz, so he's just like, well, the Reds are winning next year. I said, all right, well, Waddle will be happy. They're 50 to one. I'm, you bet on You them. know what? I probably would be foolish not to, because if at the very least, if the Reds are good, then you sell that ticket. The White Sox are the third longest shot on the board. Way to go. Woo. They got that going. 100 for to 1 in the uh, the early odds you're going. The Cubs, I think, were 50 to 1. Uh, hold on. I got it for you. Wait one second. Then we'll take a break. I know we got a break. Hold on. The Cubs are. They're 100 to 1. 30 to 1. No, no, no. The Cubs are 30 oh, to 1. Cubs are 30 White to 1. Sox are yeah, White Sox are 100 to 1. Uh, Reds are 50 to 1. Yeah. yeah. Then there's another one. The Reds are going to win. I think the Royals are at 101. 150. And then the and Oakland the A's. A's. Yeah. That's Sox it. are 100 to 1 with like a couple other teams, maybe yeah. Washington, and then the A's and the Royals are 150 to 1. Why don't Sylvie jump in for crosstalk in two minutes? Joey G's got the final word. Carmen and Yurko present today's final word. Because you had to be a big shot, didn't you? Today's final word on Carmen and Yurko. Juicy combo, sweet and hot tomorrow for me. That's a good one, too.